One of the things that affects me deeply is my OCD that circles around this idea that my home has to be insanely clean in order for me to feel like I can sleep at night. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why obsessive compulsive disorder is a mental disease. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, this morning, went crazy. (laughs) Is this maybe because you're having people over next weekend? A hundred percent. This is why. But Mm -hmm. that doesn't make it any less neurotic for me. And there was a point where Nick turned to me and said, what can I do that will bring me the least amount of wrath? (laughs) (laughs) Clean the toilets. (laughs) Well, okay. So the cleaning people are coming, but they can't organize the clutter. They can't Hmm. like pick up like Nick's little miniatures that are everywhere. Nick also is on this thing right now where he collects back stretching things. So like different things to stretch his back. And there's like four of them in my home right now. So I've been quietly throwing them away. (laughs) Look, I am not the person to give you advice about this. Like I am like cook dinner, Cooks don't clean. Taylor, you clean up. And then if he doesn't clean up right away, I like start to itch. I'm like, it needs to be cleaned right away. And he's like, what's wrong with you? If I leave it for 30 more minutes, I'm like, it'll smell. He's like, no, it won't. I'm like, just do it. And I don't know what it is. It's like this deep rooted. It's an maybe. OCD. Our parents gave it to us. I don't know what it is. I blame my mom and my dad for this. It's 100% <sighs> their fault. You know, I'm not going to blame my parents, but... I mean, I appreciate that to some extent, but like the fact that I can't just like leave a dish in the sink overnight, like that drives me crazy. I should be able to do that. Maybe we need to just like leave sinks. No. Why would you leave a dish in your sink overnight? What is the purpose? I don't know. Like Like, just to like have like a little bit, just like let go. Let go. Let it go. What are you letting go of? Cockroaches? (laughs) You're going to have bugs in your sink. I don't have a cockroach. I'm not a New York. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You've never left a dish in your sink because you don't have cockroaches. Whatever. All right. What are we talking about today? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. It's so good that you're here. (laughs) We have issues and we don't want to record. Okay. We're talking about, yeah, we definitely, I gosh, I have so many issues today. It's our wrap episode for banking and all things that have to do with banking and and really fintechs as well, Hmm. even though I hate saying fintechs, fintechs fintech companies. So Meg, I'm so curious how you feel now that you've talked to a bunch of experts in the industry. So should we just dive in? Let's do it. Let's dive. All right. LFG. Welcome to Girls Just Want to Have Fun, the weekly podcast that deconstructs the intimidating world of finance. Hosted by Syra Rahman, VP of Finance at HM Bradley, and her partner in crime, Megan McShane, a manager at a Fortune 100 company, and supported by StockTwits. Girls Just Want to Have Funds will take on the important questions in personal finance that so many of us avoid, but also take on a glass of wine or two. Learn more, subscribe to the show, and join Syra and Megan on their no shame adventure to financial freedom at girlsjustwanna.com. Banking. My voice like cracked a little bit. This is my cold coming. Oh in. yeah, it was. Girls just want to build a bank. But why do we want to build no, a bank? No, and I think that's what we have to talk about. Because I think we had to do this series. This is my pitch. Because 
I think we needed to figure out if we wanted to build a bank or not. And why did we want to build a bank to begin with? What was the reason? I think we were like, where are we going to take this brand? What can we do with it? We're adorable and cute and everybody loves us. And how can we transition into something that's actually going to make impact? And I think the reason we wrote this over the summer was, hey, that sounds like something interesting to explore. And to be honest, like coming out of it, like with all the red tape that all the, our lovely heroines talked to us about, like the security, the back end, FDIC, all of this stuff, I, I don't want to build a bank. I honestly don't either. I'm currently doing that at my day job. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's hard. It's so hard. And there's just... You think you're going to move a mile a minute and you end up moving slower than a sloth and it's because it's so heavily regulated Mm. it's because you have to make sure that you're dotting your i's and crossing your t's and it's also there's a big piece of it that's also does your product roadmap actually do for your customers what you want it to do like are you unlocking something for your customers that hasn't already been unlocked or that hasn't been done well before Right. Because the other thing when you're charged with being a fintech company is that you want to be innovative. And that's so hard to do mm-hmm. when you're stuck on the rails of a traditional bank. I mean, you know it better than anyone. But now I know. And I know I don't want to. But I'm also like, what else do I not want to do? That's what we're <laughs> going to talk about, I guess. <laughs> do I want to build a product? Because I feel like a lot of these things go into it too, right? Like I had this great idea for a product that's not great. But when I used to live in an apartment, which many women do that don't have a washer dryer, right? Because it's expensive. But you go to the gym every day and you only have so many workout clothes. And so maybe you just want to hang them up and air dry them in your bathroom. Like, I was like, what if I just had a little thing to help air dry them and like it's stuck to the wall? I'm like, that could be a product I could build. I'm like, but what goes into building a product? A lot more than we don't know. And maybe that's something we have to unpack. And that is, I mean, building a bank is just above and beyond my little hang up your sweaty clothes in your bathroom because you don't have a washer dryer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's just so much. There's just... We were putting together a flow for one of our future potential banks and I was looking at all the different things that had to be integrated and that we had to build in order to get to where we are today, which is just two products. Yeah. And I was like, this is, it's tough. It's tough to swallow. Like, how do you even get sanctioned to like create a bank? I'm sure someone answered this, but like now I don't remember or no. So... I guess the first question is, do we want to be a bank or do we want to be a fintech company? If you want to be a bank, you got to get the charter. Are you, what are you I'm drinking water? Oh, I'm you're holding, water. are you cheersing me? Oh, <laughs> um, so you, do you want to be a bank or do you want to be a fintech company? Because if you're a fintech company, all you need is another bank to agree to your product. Okay. If you're a bank, then you have to get your own charter. You have to get approved by all the regulatory bodies that are attached to that as well. And how do you do that? Like, how do you get a charter for a bank? You don't need to know this, but I'm like curious. Like, I well, so there's a bunch of ways that you can get it. You can acquire a bank, so you can buy a bank. So I'm JP Morgan's uh, great great granddaughter, and he's like, here are the keys. Is that how that works? <laughs> In some cases, inherit a bank. Inherit. Well, I guess you could inherit a bank. That's that's another way that I didn't talk about. So buy a bank, inherit a bank. 
you could apply for a charter. So there's a bunch of different charters that you can get that depending on the type of bank charter that you're applying for, you could get one. Hmm. Or you could start as a fintech company and then figure out what you're going to do in terms of acquiring a charter later. So do you have to take out a loan from another bank to open a bank? I mean, I don't know if you could because you have to be what's called like well capitalized, which means you have to have a bunch of cash behind you already. Like you can't just, yeah, you can't just borrow a bunch of money and then start a bank. I don't think the regulators would let you. Mm. And who are these regulators? Is that the FDIC? Yeah. So there's a bunch of them. There's the FDIC, the OCC, the NCUA, which is for credit unions. It just depends. It depends on the state that you're in. It depends on the type of charter that you want. And it depends on the type of, I guess it's it's tied to the charter. So essentially it's the type of charter that you want and what state you're in. Sheesh. And are banks regulated on a federal basis or on a state basis? Do you know? Both. Both. So you can have a state charter or you can have a national charter and they both create different issues. Hmm. And benefits. So like the marijuana industry, for example, can't go to a nationally chartered bank because they're regulated by the federal government and marijuana is not legal. But they can go to state chartered banks and they can go to credit unions because they are locally controlled. Hmm. Okay, so we talked about this like a long time ago when I was dating for new banks. And maybe we should send Kelsey that episode, by the way. (laughs) Here's how we had Megan date for banks, but she knows more than I do. But one of the things that I was like very scared about that we talked about, I think all of season one was security. I was like, how do I know my money's secure? How do I know my information's secure? Why would I give this person my social security number? Like, remember that way back in the day when Mm -hmm. I was a, a little pup? I don't know. Like, I think when we were talking about security with Laura and Stephanie, I think I got a little bit more behind you know, like, okay, I think this is secure, but I'm still not 100% convinced. Like, not everything can be secured, you know? Does that keep you up at night? Like, you work for a neobank, you know, you're the VP of finance. <laughs> Are you ever worried about security with the banking industry? I mean, yeah, I think there is. So, yes, is the short answer. I do think my private information is extremely at risk in today's modern world. That being said, I think it's super easy to purchase all of your like passwords and all of this stuff, especially if you're not good at protecting yourself and like having complex passwords, doing all the things that you're supposed to do, two-factor authentication, like the different layers that are attached to that as it pertains to your bank account. Yeah, absolutely. If you suck at that, if you're older and you don't know what that stuff is, or if you don't understand how to use a lot of it, I think that's one of the reasons some people do go into bank branches because a lot of the stuff online is frightening and seems like it's dangerous. So I do see purpose behind why some people would go into a bank branch there. That being said, then I take a look at like fintech companies. And this doesn't include HM Bradley because we've been lucky so far, but fraud is pretty rampant 
which is the other piece of it, right? So there's your securities at risk and then there's people manipulating your company and basically fraudulently pushing money that they don't have into a bank account and then fraudulently pushing it out, leaving the entity in the middle at a loss because of the way that our current laws work. And that's super common across many fintech companies. Is that why people give advice to say, stay diversified? Like don't put it all in one place? No, I think that is more of the security side of it and less about the fraud. I think the fraud piece is just like a super common problem that arises when you're wholly reliant on traditional finance Mm -hmm. Hmm. and you have to abide by the consumer laws that are surrounding them. So like, for example, I don't know if you remember the first time you pushed a bunch of money out of your bank account and deposited it somewhere else and it took a few days. The bank that's receiving those funds actually has a certain number of days where you as the consumer are allowed to file saying it was fraudulently put there. And if you file that, they then have a certain amount of time that they have to get back to you. And if they don't get back to you in time, then you're in the right. And it's a whole complex process that's extremely annoying and that causes losses across the board. Hmm. And it's the way that the laws are currently built. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know what the common solution is to the security side of it. I think it's a you got to get used to the process. It's just like... I don't know, like back in the day when people used to have to take cash out all the time, now you have to figure out ways to move your money from bank to bank without necessarily having to go into a bank branch. I think it's a learned process that you eventually become more acclimated to because I do it without blinking. Like I have no problem sending my money from one place to another. Has anything ever happened to you doing that? Like with a bank, you were just like, because I know you dabble in like so many different things just to know what's out there and get like a good market landscape. Has anything happened to you where you were like transferring it and it got lost? I hate saying this out loud. (laughs) I always hate telling these stories. So this isn't traditional finance. This is my most recent mishap was crypto. And it was, I think I shared this already Mm -hmm. at Bitcoin Fest. I bought like a bunch of NFTs and I can't find my seed phrase. What's a seed phrase? A seed phrase is like your password to the keys on your keychain. Because... Calling it a wallet is not the right term, remember? Yes. Yeah. Because it's not actually a wallet. I mean, so it happens to the best of us. It happens all the time. The only other thing that really sucked was when I was getting divorced and all of my paperwork was still being sent to my ex-husband's company. Like all of the things that I was doing and trading because Bank of America could not get their act together. Wait, why would they send um, it to his company? Fig- Because he's monitored by the government since he was in investment banking. So my then private information was still being remitted to him. And I had to call Bank of America four times before they finally stopped sending his company my private information of what I was trading. Yeah. Like hard copies, like in the mail? They were getting confirmations of every transaction that I was making. Oy, oy, oy. Wild. Yeah. Huh. And he has to do that because you guys were married. But what if you had like a prenup that it was like everything that you were doing had nothing to do with him, like in trading? Could you do that? Still not legal. Oh, 
Interesting. So that's why people get in trouble when they do like fraud or or whatever. It's like, and their husband was doing it. And they're like, well, I didn't know. Well, not the government. <laughs> Interesting. I tweet about it all the time. The government does not get in trouble when they're significant others because there's no laws if you're in the government and you have insider information. Oh. However, my ex-husband who works for a peon investment bank, if he made, God forbid, he made some kind of inside transaction with his then wife. Interesting. Interessante. Mm-hmm. There's so much flipping red tape. This goes back to what we always talk about. It's like, if you're not in the industry, you don't know all the terms. You don't know where the bodies are buried. You don't know how to do this correctly. You have to call a financial advisor and pay them to tell you how to run your money. <laughs> I'm just like, I mean, this is probably why we're doing this to some degree. But I don't know. It's such like a... Yeah, but now that I know that you don't want to do... A bank, Meg. I feel like we've got to, we've got to try the next thing. I know. What's the next thing? Crypto, mm. crypto, crypto. You know what? Cryptocurrency. As we're starting to look at season three, which is wild to me, I started to write out kind of our new series that I still have to run past you, and I'm just going to tell you on the air, on the air, pre-recorded on the air, and now you're listening to us <laughs> on the air. What if we did a series on girls just want to build an NFT, and we did it step by step, like with experts? Like actually created it and recorded the whole thing. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so into right? that. Because I feel like as we branch out into the new world, which COVID I think is always going to be a thing, but we'll start traveling, you know, and maybe we'll we'll get going in the new year and actually do like meetups. So if you had our NFT and you paid a certain amount for it, we'll meet up with you and I'll have a martini and French fries. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Yes. Mm-hmm. A martini and French fries, but I'm coming to Corvus and we're going to do it in Feb when I'm literally going to be in Seattle. So anyway, I think that could be fun. All right. I'm 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 ready to do the crypto stuff. I think that could be interesting. I bought some on my own, <laughs> which I know you were like, good luck. <laughs> Look, you like side eyed me just now. I'm very nervous. What did you do? No, I just bought. Actually, don't tell me. Don't. Tell me. <laughs> I bought menial amounts of Bitcoin, ETH and Dogecoin. Like I used my fun money for a month and I was like, okay, let's try this. I have the money to burn. Let's see what happens. Because I feel like I've just been talking about it. I'm like, I want to put my money where my mouth is and actually understand, you know, the crazy nature that is crypto. And it's, I have to tell you, it's kind of wild. I'm like, it changes so often and it changes on the weekends and it changes at lunch and when I'm asleep. (laughs) It's like, can I can Why? I give you advice on that? Yeah. Stop checking. Well, I don't necessarily. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm not. I'm like, I'm not like, oh, I'm going to lose two hundred and fifty dollars. I'm like, OK, losing it. I've come to terms with that. <laughs> but it's more of a, a study for me now. It's like, what's going on with this? I'm like, interesting. But I hear you. People shouldn't look every day. That'll drive you crazy. No, I would. I would never. I'm going to use some Gen Z terms. If I aped into crypto. What's aped? I don't know. Our mutual friend Ashley uses it when she's (laughs) saying like. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, she went crazy and she threw a bunch of money and she aped into it. So you aped it. So uh, you ate when you ape into it. You delete the app off your phone. Check it in a year. 
check it in a month. Yeah. Check it in six months. Just don't check it regularly. I think that's fair. For me, it's an experiment right now, but I hear you. I do. I think that's fair. It'll drive you crazy. Like I remember the GameStop stuff and Taylor was all in day trader weirdo. He literally like would not sleep. I was like, this is just wild. You got to stop. You got to stop looking. Set it and forget it. Sell it and forget it. <laughs> when it's an accidental, when it's an accidental up, you sell no, it did. and forget he it. Oh, I know. All right. So we're not going to build a bank, but we learned a shit ton about it, which is always lovely. We're constantly learning. That is our life goal. And then on to the next thing, which is let's talk about crypto. Let's get into the weeds. Let's talk to some experts. Let's get weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just freaking tired. All, All right. right. <laughs> Love you. Let's take a break. Okay. Okay, so we just wrapped, what was this, series three in season two, which is wild to me. Season two, how do you think it's going so far? How do you feel? Aside from like our Uh, numbers. (laughs) I mean, I feel like we're learning a lot because now it's like, let's get into the weeds of topics that we all want to discuss. And Mm -hmm. I really wanted to talk about banking, which I feel like is an extremely dry subject. So apologies to everyone that's been following along with us. But I wanted to see which industries we can stick our tentacles into and like potentially do something powerful like adjacent to that industry. And I think we've probably both concluded that this one ain't it. But I still learned a lot and I got to hang out with some of my favorite people. So I'm selfishly doing this, but also kind of making this exposure for everyone out there that doesn't get the same experience that we do. Look, not every song can be a banger. And I know you disagree with me, but I think Uh, you need to, it's fine. Okay. People that are listening, just don't interrupt me. What, what, if you're listening, (laughs) if you have a playlist and you're traveling with someone, Tyra, not every single song can be a banger. Sometimes you need like some, not so much bangers for a palate cleanser. So you can get back into the bangers. What do you mean bangers? These, okay. I don't have time. They were informative. They were informative. (laughs) I don't have time. No. What I'm saying is you need to explore everything to have an opinion about anything. And I think this was vital to our season to talk about banking. I think we have to continuously talk about it because I think there's a lot of stuff you can unpack from it. Like I went on some weird soliloquy about building a product that made no sense. But I think as you unpack different industries, you can pull from it and see where the parallels lie. And you can learn everything from that. And so I'm happy that we had this conversation about banking and I'm happy we're talking about crypto next and then talking about side hustle to full hustle. I mean, I think we've come really far. I'm still kind of mad at you for saying we can't always listen to bangers. (laughs) Every song can't be a banger on a playlist. It's just not that way. No, you're crazy. Yes, it can. Have you listened to my Spotify wrapped of 2021? Because it is full of bangers. Because that's the best of your year. It's not going to be like, yeah. you know, like all bangers. It's an all bangers. Adele. It's a playlist of bangers. All right. You know what? Fine. I, I'll give you your bangers. But like, <laughs> I need a little bit of mash. Bangers and mash. I was just going to make the same joke. <laughs> okay. This is why it works. So we're not going into banking. We're going to dabble in crypto, see what crypto's like, and mm-hmm. maybe talk about more I'm just watching what you were doing on your screen and maybe maybe test out 
some other theories. Yeah. All right. Well, girls just want to try banking. We decided we don't actually want to try banking, but we do want to keep supporting yeah. some form of banking. Yes, absolutely. But we're not going to build a bank, so stay tuned. NFT coming. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Head on over to girlsjustwanna.com where you can subscribe to the show, follow Megan and I on social, or even text us your important financial questions. And remember, there's no shame in asking anything. We'll see you next time on Girls Just Wanna Have Funds. Girls just wanna have funds.